the blast from our past network. Yeah. Dr. Miles. Fuck that, Doc. What took you so long? Jesus Sorry, Shetty. I just got the message. Okay, okay, okay. Forget it. Listen, I'm dying. I've been poisoned with some kind of Chinese synthetic shit. What? Yeah, you've got to fucking do something for me, Doc. I'm telling you now. What are your symptoms? It's like, uh, like I'm slowing down, you know? I'm caught in a tar pit. Blurred vision? Yeah. Dizzy? Sure. Any pain in your chest? Not really. Actually, I'm feeling pretty good right now. What are you doing? Driving through a mall. Cubs chasing me. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. With me is co host Dean. And this week we are covering the movie Crank. Dean, welcome. Hey, Tim. How's it going? Hey, I'm good. How are you? How are you? Good. I just ran six miles to get here. Nice. Uh, welcome, Dean. Welcome to the show. You're sweaty. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm super sweaty. <laughs> super sweaty. Um, <laughs> hey, after we did Run Lola Run, I knew that I wanted this to kind of be my follow-up to that. Because yeah. while this isn't like a complete running movie, this is a nonstop moving movie. Uh, True, yeah. Our our main star, Jason Statham, he doesn't stop moving this entire movie. He's just going. He can't. So after we did that, I wanted to do this. So that's why we're doing it. Perfect. Great running scene in this movie also. Yes, there is a great running scene in this movie. I can't wait to get your thoughts on that. You bet. Oh, I got him. I got him. Uh, I I rented this back in the day. Uh, I went to the local Rogers video and picked it up. I was like, wow, this looks interesting. Wasn't expecting much. I was very pleased by this movie. I'm a big Mm, fan of this movie. Uh, I think it has a lot to offer. There's like a, there's a lot of good things going on. You looking at the cover of this, you might think, okay, Jason Statham action movie. I know what that's like. I know all about those. I don't need it. I don't need another one of those. That's not what you get out of this. This is not another recycled action movie. I think this movie is extremely funny uh, I feel like it's got some heart too, which which carries it a little a little bit. Uh, it does have the great action sequences, which is always welcome with uh, Statham. And I, I think the idea, like the concept of the movie, is really really cool and original. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a fan. Cool, yeah. The uh, idea is good the concept's good reminds me of like a comic book you know it just reminds me of something that would be like a quick five issues or something like that or even a quick two issues you know just something that's uh, a cool concept um the i like the way it's made you know i like the uh there's there's definitely a style to it to throw sort of chaos into it um because the the premise is going to be chaotic the filming style is also chaotic the editing is chaotic i think it's got a real like vibe to it that it's going for that i think it succeeds at i totally get the appeal of the movie i just didn't love it watching it this time around i don't know what it was but like i liked it a lot when i was a teenager um or maybe early 20s i can't remember when it came out and when i saw it but uh it i think yeah i think i was maybe maybe uh, in my 20s but like this time around it i didn't quite you know it didn't quite 
grab me like I thought it was going to. Hmm. But like I get everything about it. Like I, I understand the things and I totally get why someone likes it. And I think it succeeds at some of those things. Just for me, it like for me, it just like wasn't hidden. Okay. So would you say you didn't like it? Yeah, I'd say I probably didn't like it. Yeah. Wow. Dean. I know. It's weird. Weird. It's weird. That's okay though. Yeah. Um, were you fully engaged with the movie? Um, I was, yeah. Be- I was fully engaged with the movie. Because I could see this is the type of movie where you have to be fully engaged. For sure. And like yeah. pulling uh, and paying full attention because I think there's a lot of subtle things going on that if you are like on your phone or you're turning your head, then the movie kind of becomes a bit generic. You really have right, to be yeah. focused and and into the movie. But if you're if you're kind of dedicating yourself to it, I I, I mean I liked it just as much as ever. Uh, this time yeah. around, I hadn't seen it in a while, and I, I was wondering if it would hold up. It totally held up for me. I think it was. Yeah. I think this is a great movie. I, I'd recommend this to anybody. Yeah, yeah. I was fully engaged. I'm always fully engaged. Uh, there were things about like small. There's like small little cool things they're doing with uh, with cameras and and like uh, the way they're showing the scene. You know, split screening or like sometimes there's subtitles on the bottom that are doing some fun stuff. All that stuff I enjoy. I enjoy all. I did enjoy all that stuff. But yeah, just I think as a whole, I'm just like ah, didn't quite get it. So what didn't work for you? Uh, I, I think just the vibe. Just the, the like, over-the-topness of it, um, which is weird because I do enjoy that usually, but it just, like, it came across a little bit, uh, a little bit like I had nobody to really root for. Like, I did not like Statham um, as a character. Hmm. Okay. So I think that was kind of, that was kind of where it missed for me. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I see that. I see that. Yeah. Uh, that's fine, Dean. I'm a bit surprised. But that's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You mentioned some of the editing techniques that they used. Uh, really, really great looking movie. Uh, th- this movie was shot on digital when 35 millimeter was still the common choice. So I think back in the day, it probably popped really well. Uh, right. Maybe it wasn't popping as much for you this time, even though I thought it, it still looked great. Yeah. Jason Statham did all his own stunt work. So that part of the movie looked very realistic. And by the time this comes out, Statham, he's already done a bunch of movies, a bunch of action movies, um, you know, where he's playing some sort of hitman or, you know, he's out for revenge or he's being hunted or yada, yada, whatever. But I thought you could really tell by his performance in this movie that he really is a superstar in this type of genre. Like the way he moves and the way he carries himself in this movie the way he handles a gun, it's all very refined. And I really took note in the movie of like the stuff he was doing. Yeah, for sure. He is um he's definitely one of those action stars that like has his own action genre of movies, you know? And uh, I, I think he's really good at it. I think he's really good at what he does. It's kind of like when you think of like Liam Neeson now, he's got his own action genre. He's got Liam Neeson movies. I think Statham doesn't get enough credit for doing that before him. You know, he's like his his action movies are are a thing. He's he's doing stunts. He's doing really cool work. Um, and he's yeah, he's got this star presence on the screen. Um, also like cool accent and everything. Right. He's just like he's he's kind of got it all going on. He's definitely reminds me of like um, those 80s action stars that really carried movies, you know, like John Claude Van Damme had his style that he brought to movies. And uh, he, he reminds me of those. Yeah, 
I think one thing that also gets lost on Jason Statham is that people mostly know him for these action roles, but he's in dramatic roles as well. And that's some of his best work. Like he is a solid, solid actor. Uh, if you want to see his acting chops, check out a movie called London. Really, really great movie with uh, Statham, Chris Evans, Jessica Biel. Really fun movie. And man, does he deliver in this movie. It is wild. He has one of the best movie monologues I've ever seen. It's just, it's so great. He's such a great character. So I, I felt like he brought that in this movie. He just yeah. added in some humor and some action to it. Uh, I was really impressed with his with him as a presence in this film. Yeah, cool. Killer soundtrack too, with a mix of electronic music, but then classic rock songs, just hitting at the perfect time in the movie. Really appreciated that. Yep. Now, Crank was released in 2006 with a budget of $12 million, and it grosses $43 million. So that's a pretty good return, uh, yeah, nice. much more than Money Doubled, so all good there. It was written and directed by Mark Neveldeen and Brian Taylor. Cinematography by Adam Biddle. He hasn't done very much. Music by Paul Hasslinger, who's done a variety of movies, TV and video games, but he's probably most well-known for being part of the German electronic music group Tangerine Dream. Cool. Yeah, he did a great job in this, man. Yep. Now, to anybody who is not familiar with the movie Crank, the synopsis is a hitman who has been poisoned, learns that he can elude death if he keeps his adrenaline pumping as he races through the streets of Los Angeles. Now, Dean, I feel like this would have been a, a great episode to bring on a guest who just loves cocaine and, right, and for sure. <laughs> just can't stop doing it. But I don't know anybody like that, so I couldn't invite anyone. And I don't think you do either. I don't. No, I don't. It would have been great uh, as someone who loves cocaine and we just like opened up the floor to be like, have some cocaine right now and then we'll do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us yes. what you think about Crank. Yes. And then an hour and 20 minutes in, we would have got to talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We would have got to start started talking about the movie, in fact. Yeah. It would have been great. It would have been a great episode, but I don't know anybody yeah. like that. Dang. And I don't, I don't do that type of stuff, so yeah. it couldn't gotta, be me. We've got to make some new friends. Couldn't be me. Hey, listeners. <laughs> you going to do this? Drop, me, drop an email. If you... <laughs> drop an email. Drop us a line. Maybe for next time. There's a crank high voltage. Tim, drop us a line if you want to. Have, snort a line. <laughs> if you snort lines, <laughs> drop us a line. Drop us a line. If we ever cover crank two, we might need you. Yeah. <laughs> high voltage. <laughs> high voltage. Part two. Yeah. Crank yeah. two. We should have called it cranked up. Oh, yeah. That actually sounds great, Tim. Yeah. High voltage is, it just sounds stupid. That sounds stupid. It's just a subtitle. It's just yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I fixed that for them. Good job. All right. Getting into the story here. Jason Statham is playing Chev Chelios, which is just such a cool name, I think. I love, Great name. I love hearing his name said in the movie because it's so fucking cool. 
Yeah, I thought when they first called him Chelios, it was some kind of like cool nickname that they made up. Yeah, like, that someone else made up. And I was like, oh, wow, I wonder what Chelios means. And then <laughs> when I f- found out it was his name, I was like, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, Chev Chelios is pretty cool. I like it. I like it. Well, he wakes up in his apartment and he is in a panic. Uh, he's frantically looking around his apartment. Really, really cool camera work. The camera is like upside down at times. It's yeah. facing the floor. Um, it, it's pretty much from his perspective. You know, you can see him looking at his hands. He doesn't understand what's going on. He's running around the apartment trying to figure out what's up. And he goes over to his TV and he sees a DVD that has fuck you written on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got to put that in. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really good. Really nice touch. <laughs> so, of course, you're going to play that DVD, <laughs> right? Yeah. How could you, you not? He, yeah. uh, he puts it in. And there's a Ricky Verona on the DVD. Right. And Ricky Verona is in Chev's apartment with Chev unconscious. And we see Verona stick a needle into Chev's neck and he poisons him. Yeah. And Verona tells him that he has an hour max to live and there's no way to stop the poison and that... Chev shouldn't have killed Don Kim. So this was this like right away. This is where the movie grabs me. I just think this is such an interesting thing. Interesting kind of like intro to a movie to have this scenario take place. Uh, I was a big fan, a big fan of this. This is a great way to start the movie. Um, you start cold. You don't know what's going on. You have no idea what's going on with this guy. You got weird cameras going on. And then we get to watch on screen what happened, like how we got here. And and it kind of like fills in those gaps for us and also gives us a little bit of background into, you know, just what happened and why it happened. Very, very cool to be watching it on the screen. I thought that start was excellent. Great start. Yeah, it was just enough info. Yeah, to to get us really intrigued. And like right away, you know, yeah. like we it started and there was a mystery of what was going on, but we did get it right away. It was just revealed to us in a really cool way. True. Yeah. So Chev freaks out. He smashes the shit out of his machine. Lots of like quick edits here. Um, neat sound effects. Pretty cool. Um, this electronic music kicks in and the this fast style of editing continues as we see him running out to his car. Yeah. And the camera's doing like like pauses. Um there's like shots right at his at his feet, like foot level. Um the camera's like right behind him. At one point it looked like he was running towards the camera and then actually like physically moved the camera out of the way to get past it. Right, uh, yeah. And then the camera yeah. was shooting him from behind. Really neat stuff. I I I thought it was just really really cool. Yeah. Uh, it's just really neat editing that you don't always see in a lot of movies because not a lot of movies call for an editing style like that, but this movie definitely yeah. called for that type of a style. Yeah, it, it, it was a, a very unique way to use the camera uh, sort of to your advantage, but also like the audience kind of knows it's a camera. You know, like when he moves the camera out of the way, but then it still kind of films him. It's very unique. I, I don't always love when they do like 
like when there's like a blood splatter and it splatters on the camera. It's oh, just I hate like, that. I don't really always. Uh, yeah. If you're like, what? So you're just telling me there's a camera there? Like, I don't understand. I don't get that. That doesn't really work for me. But this type of stuff, moving cameras out of, way, out of the way and cameras like being on things that you're kind of running into. Love that stuff. I thought this was great. It made me feel like the camera was part of the environment and yeah. it could have been any element in the environment. So when we're looking at his feet, it the camera could have been like um, an end table that he runs past. Yeah. Uh, when he moves the camera out of the way, that could have been a pedestrian on the street that he pushes out of the way to go past. It, it yeah. felt like that. Like, it felt very natural. It, it, the camera didn't really get in the way. Um, like, when, when you put, like, splats on the camera, it makes it very apparent that the camera's there. And I feel like it breaks the... Um, it just it, it pulls me out of the movie. Like, I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah. oh, there's a camera. Something got on the camera. Whether it's by accident or not, I always feel like it's an accident. And therefore, I yeah. get pulled out of the movie. But this camera was very organic in the movie. And it felt like it, while it was in the way and doing weird things, um, it didn't pull me out. It never pulled me out. It just, it was always, it always felt like the way that it should be shooting because of how erratic Chev and all of his behaviors are. Yeah, it really felt like point of view. It really felt POV. So that's why, like, it felt like we were the camera. And that's why when you push it out of the way, it's like, oh, we, he just pushed us out of the way. Right. Um, but when you get a splatter, it's like, that's not what happens if you're POV. If you're POV and you get gut, like blood splatter, it doesn't just splat in front of glass in front of you. Right. <laughs> unless you're wearing glasses, I guess. So then it, that takes you out of it because that's like, oh, this is a camera. It's no longer POV. So this kept you in the POV, which was awesome. Yeah, exactly. So the camera is like running beside Chev as he's running to his car. Uh, there's shots of like his beating heart, which is interesting. Like yeah. the camera kind of like zooms in through his body into his heart yeah. and you see it beating. Um, they're doing like cuts to black and white. They'll do like freeze frames as well. The movie will just freeze on a frame and then like slowly zoom that frame into the, into the audience and then cut back to the movie again. Lots of exciting stuff going on. Cool. Yeah. Now, as he's driving, his heart starts slowing down and he starts falling asleep until he puts uh, the pedal to the metal here, Dean, to get a little adrenaline going, and his heart right. starts beating again. And this is basically the start of Chev trying to stay alive long enough to get revenge and kill Ricky Verona for what he what he did to Chev. Yeah. And so from here on, it's just, this is basically a high-speed race for him to get to Verona. Yeah, and it's it, like it starts immediately and it never stops. No. So Chev goes to his buddy Orlando's pool hall. Uh, he's looking for some info on Verona's whereabouts. Uh, this was a very fun scene because he's he's you know good friends with with uh, Orlando, uh, but he shows up and he's just got his gun pulled on Orlando because he needs his info and he needs it fast. And yeah. it's it's very fun because like ten of Orlando's buddies don't know who Chev is. And they yes. all have their guns pulled on Chev. Chev's got his gun on Orlando. And it's a really, really great mix of tension and humor in this scene. Yeah. It feels like the stakes are really high. But the way that they're joking, uh, it almost pushes those stakes higher. Because you shouldn't be humorous in a situation like this. So the humor yeah. actually makes it more tense. But it, it's funny at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, great. Great. Uh it's it's yeah it's that great juxtaposition in this scene of uh of that the tension but also 
the joking. <laughs> so it's like, you shouldn't be joking right now. Like, all these guys have guns on you. Yeah, that's what this movie is really great for, too. I mentioned, you know, yeah. off the top, there is some humor in this movie. I actually found this movie to be very humorous. Um, I'm laughing almost in every scene. There's something just... Mm, yeah. There's certain things I'm finding absolutely hilarious. There's subtle things they're throwing in that make me laugh. The way Statham is delivering some of his lines, it's so excellent. Like, it's it's comedic humor. Like, his timing yeah. and the way he's delivering lines is really, really, like, it's great acting. Yeah. But Chev gets some coke from Orlando. He snorts the bag. He starts a fight <laughs> with everybody. He, yeah. he, like, starts fighting all ten guys. And then we see him running out of the pool hall, and he takes off. Now, as he's speeding away in his car, he very quickly gets <laughs> a tail of police on him. Obviously, yeah. they're trying to pull him over. Well, he's on the phone with his doctor. He's looking for some assistance from his doctor. And his doctor is country music legend Dwight Yoakam, which nice. I thought was hilarious when I saw yeah. this the first time. Awesome. Uh, like, Yoakam, he's done acting. He's an actor. He's done yeah. some directing. He, he's a musician. Uh, but for me, he was always just mostly a musician. So when I saw him in this movie, this might be the first movie I ever saw him in. And I kind of thought it was a joke. I'm like, oh, what the hell? Who is that? Then I figured it out. Oh, Dwight Yoakam. Oh, that's funny. But he's an awesome actor. Like, he did a great job in this movie. He's great. Yeah, he is excellent in this movie, for sure. Uh, definitely one of, you know, Statham's great too, but uh, definitely definitely one of the best actors in the movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, he tells Chev that the flow of adrenaline is keeping him alive, and he has to keep moving. So Chev drives straight into a mall. Uh, this was a great-looking scene. It, I mean, it was just all the chaos that you'd expect if someone actually really drove into a mall because that's how they shot the scene. Like, a car was driving through a mall, yeah. smashing into yeah. things, and people were jumping out of the way. Uh, looked really great. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Um, when, when, like, he took the turn to go into the mall, you're just like, wait, is he just going to drive, like, right through the doors? Yeah. <laughs> and then he does. And I was just thinking, like... I was thinking if you just turned on the, the TV and this was playing at this part, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, why is he doing this? Uh, I thought it was excellent. Uh, driving through the mall is, uh, yeah, it was really fun. I, I would say like at this point in the movie, I'm still pretty much on board. I think I just kind of lose like a little towards the end. Maybe it just this type of thing is going on too long. I don't really know. But like at this point, I'm still kind of in it. I'm still kind of in the vibe of the movie. Okay. So Chev rolls his car sideways onto the escalator uh, to escape the police. And then more real cool editing here as he's talking to his doctor. And as he's running, the doctor's image is being projected onto the wall that he's running fun. past down the hall. Really, yeah, really cool stuff, man. Uh, I liked it a lot. This, I yeah. can't say enough about you know, the editing in this movie. Yeah, that type of thing was really good. Uh, I, I did enjoy also that, uh, you know, while he was doing all this, he was talking with his doctor and like kind of figuring out what was happening. I thought that that combination, because we don't actually know what's going on until sort of this point. So um, figuring out all the stuff that's going on with him while also having this chaos of driving through a mall uh, was really, yeah, it, it just like, it's really exciting. It's really fun. I want to change your mind about this movie, Dean. 
you maybe that's already are because i'm like plan. yeah i did enjoy this part i didn't enjoy this part <laughs> i don't know tim i don't know what it is it's like i don't know we'll, we'll maybe we'll get to it okay well here's my plan for the episode is by the okay. end you like it okay okay I, yeah i don't think i'm going to but we'll see we'll see that's fine my okay. that's my plan i'm uh gonna uber uber you some cocaine right now i want you to take it okay Okay. I want you to watch the movie again. That would help. Yeah, that would help. Then we'll then we'll we'll, we'll get back into the episode. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. It would be impossible not to like the movie on cocaine. <laughs> I mean, I'm impossible. I'll be, I'll be like, <laughs> you know, uh, behind the curtain pole here. Uh, never done that before, but yeah, uh, you know, I imagine it would be pretty great. I imagine, <laughs> imagine it'd be yeah. pretty great from what I hear about it. For sure, probably yeah. be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, hey. Listeners, let us know. Do us a line. No, drop Do us a line, line and then drop us a line. <laughs> that should be our new slogan. Do a line, then drop us a line. Yeah. Let us know what you think about anything, yeah. really. We don't care. It doesn't have to be no. about this episode or the movie. Just drop us a line. And yeah, hey, shout, love it. shout out to you, uh, you people who do drop us a line. We appreciate it. Thank you. We love you. We love you. Now, Chev jumps into a cab. He wants the radio turned way up, Dean, so he can rock out and get his heart going, get the adrenaline going. And the cab driver cranks up the radio, and it's Dwight Yoakam's version of Achy Breaky Heart playing. Hell yeah. <laughs> I always laugh at this scene with the acting of Statham as he's trying to get himself pumped up to the song. But it's tough to get yourself pumped up to that song. And you can tell it in his acting. Yeah. He's just like, I wanna I wanna get excited about this, but I'm having trouble. Uh very, very funny. I just thought it was <laughs> such a it's such great physical acting by him. Um, yeah. for and, me go ahead. Just for me, this is the funniest probably part of the movie. Um, because it's such a great choice to have achy breaky heart because this, this movie has so much techno yeah. you know so much like hyper music in the background just like oh it's just pumping the pace of the movie and then you get to a spot where he needs a song to pump him up and it could be anything right it could be techno it could be metal it could be whatever and they throw achy breaky heart which has a consistent beat right like there is a yeah. there's a consistent beat to it so he's like trying to pump himself up to this consistent beat it's so funny it's for me it's the it's the funniest part of the movie yeah, and like this is what I'm talking about with Statham's physical acting and his ability to create humor in this movie For sure. along with action and along with drama. Like what if you were an actor and and your role in this moment is to behave like you need to get pumped up by this song but you're having trouble doing it. But at the same time Make it so funny that the audience laughs. Yeah. Like, what do you do with that? Yeah. That's what he, gets. what he did. <laughs> he nailed it. He nailed it. He nailed He's it. like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I do. I practice that every weekend. Like, I got that. I got that one down pat. Check this out. And he right. does it. And he was like, whoa, wow. That's awesome. So good. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to stop raving about Statham's performance in this movie because I think it's fantastic. Now, Chev robs a gas station Dean for a bunch of energy drinks. He keeps trying to call his girlfriend, 
but she never answers. She's never available. I like this inclusion in the movie. We see him do it about three times and she doesn't pick up. I, I thought this was this was interesting. It was like a nice addition. It it built like a bit of character for his girlfriend without her even being in the movie yet. Mm. I liked yeah. it. I liked it for that reason. True. Yeah. Now Chev goes to see his boss Carlito for help. Um, he wants Carlito to get him like an antidote or something. Carlito says it's a miracle Chev is still alive. And this was probably revenge for the hit that Chev did on Don Kim. And Carlito tells him there is no antidote. And that makes Chev very upset. He freaks out and he takes off. Uh, Chev decides now to steal the cab that he's been riding in. And he's just pounding energy drinks. <laughs> he's yeah. Energy drinks. And then there, he actually picked up like little packages of energy powder, I guess. And he's he keeps eating yeah. these, these little packages. He's taking the drinks. Uh, his, I couldn't tell if it was powder or like gummies. Because I've had like gummies before and I couldn't tell what it was. But he was kind of chewing. That's why I thought it might have been not powder. But yeah, yeah he's got something, something edible, not just the drinks, but something edible to give him energy. I don't know. Whenever I see a little package like that, I just think pop rocks. You know, so okay, that, yeah. that's kind of what I pictured, just like a pop yeah, rock yeah. energy thing. But I, I don't know what yeah. it was. But um, Chev's phone rings. Dean, I loved his ringtone in this movie because the first time you hear it, it sounds like his phone is broken. Like it had right. been like went underwater or something. It's this really weird ringtone. And I loved it. I, I thought it added a lot to the movie as well because you get that ringtone many times throughout the movie. And whenever I heard it, there was just always something about it that made me think. It just, I don't know, it kind of, I don't know what it did for me, but I, I loved it. I don't yeah. even know what I'm trying to say about it. I just, I loved the ringtone. I thought it was great. After after I watched this movie, Dean, uh, like back in whatever, 2006, I downloaded that ringtone for my phone and I had that as a ringtone. And I thought it was amazing. I thought it was hilarious. Everyone would be like, what the fuck is wrong with your phone? People were like, your phone's <laughs> broken. And I'm like, no, your phone's no, broken. Man, yeah. no. Yeah, I, I like it. I like the ringtone. Um, here's here's what it did to me. So maybe this is maybe this is what it did to you too. But there's a lot of like camera stuff sometimes that like gets all wobbly and distorted when he is when his heart is slowing down. So you know when his like when he starts to get distorted, then he needs to get pumped up again. He needs energy. So I felt that same thing when his phone rang. Whether or not that was true, like I don't think it was true because I think it was just his ringtone. But with that sort of like distortedness of the ring, I was like, uh oh, like my tension went up because I'm like, uh oh, he needs to get going but i think it was just his phone ring so they like kind of played with you and tricked tricked you in that way that's exactly what i was trying to say yeah let's let's retake this uh this whole scene and i'll say exactly what you just said okay from the top from the, let's take it from the top because <laughs> that's what i meant yeah <laughs> uh so it's dr yokum on the line and he tells chev that he needs to get to a hospital and get some epinephrine that's going to keep him going for a little bit now, Chev has also been talking to his buddy, Kalo, who I really liked in this movie. Not in it for very much, but I thought was like an interesting character. Very funny. Kalo tells Chev that he just saw Verona's brother go into a restaurant. So Chev shows up. He goes inside. The song Turn Me Loose by Loverboy kicks in, which I thought was a great choice for this moment. Mm, yeah. Chev picks up a butcher's knife. And cuts the brother's hand clean off. 
And I just, I loved, <laughs> this is, it's kind of like a gruesome moment that ends up being really funny because of Statham's delivery of lines. Um, right. Yeah. He cuts the hand off and, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do this any justice, but he says, how'd you like that one? Tough guy. How friggin' awesome was that? Just like he was so <laughs> impressed by how cool it looked. Right. That he was, <laughs> that he was just telling him, like, I thought, I thought that looked cool. What'd you think? Yeah, he's like, I, that was pretty cool. What I just did there. <laughs> yeah. It's a really great delivery, but yeah. Chev picks up the brother's gun with his hand still on it and then shoots the brother dead. Yeah. And, nice. Yeah. And right. And like right in front of Kalo, right? Yeah. Right in front of, well, the brother was fighting Kalo. He's like trying to yeah. kill Kalo. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is good. I like, I, I like Kalo in this movie. Um, have you seen Napoleon Dynamite? Oh yes, I have. I didn't even put that. I didn't put that together. Vote for Pedro. Wow. You just blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah, man. And also, Tim, this is going to blow your mind even more. He's a DJ and he has DJed at a club I've been in. Like while he was DJing. <laughs> really? What? <laughs> yes. yes. Where? Where were When you? I was like 19 or 20 years old, uh, in the city you live in. Wow. When I was 19 or 20 years old, we heard that he, we were big fans Dude. of Napoleon Dynamite. We heard that he was DJing at a club. So we went to uh, dance to his, his beats. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. How much coke did you guys do? <laughs> none, unfortunately. Oh, none at man. all. None. We just drank Jeez. beer. That's all we did. Imagine if we're you were on edge. coke. That would have been so good. No, that's cool, though, yeah. man. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pedro. That's him. Yeah. Shit. It might have been the Tijuana Yacht Club. Oh, it yeah. Been oh, that. yeah. 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 Might have been that place. That yeah. sounds uh, that actually sounds like the place it would have <laughs> right. been at. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You you easily could have just got coke from anyone at that club. They were handing it out <laughs> at the door. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. It was part of your your cover fee. Got you a little bag. <laughs> yeah. 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 No doubt. So Chev uh, takes the brother's phone out and calls Verona and tells him that his brother's dead. And Chev also tells Verona he likes the shit they put in him and he'd like to get some more. Right. It's <laughs> a very good line. No, he wouldn't. Very Tim, good it's line. killing him. <laughs> Great line, though, man. Good line. Yeah, good line. That's definitely going to instill some fear in your enemy yeah. who thinks you should, be, should have been dead hours ago. And you're just like, yeah. yeah. This stuff feels great. <laughs> I want it's more. It's like, thanks. Yeah, yeah thanks. thanks for that. Yeah, it's, thanks. it's really helping like it. me out, actually. Like it. So Chev heads to the hospital, uh, as uh, Dr. Yoakum said, to get some epinephrine. And he goes to the pharmacy and says, he, he forgets the, the name for it. He says, I need some type of artificial adrenaline. And the pharmacist was like, uh, excuse me for a moment while I go call the police. <laughs> Right. <laughs> who, who approaches a pharmacist and asks for artificial adrenaline? It's amazing. <laughs> okay. Who who didn't know the name for it and had to get you to tell him the name? He's yeah. like, it's well, a, yeah, what is yeah, it? Epi, epi something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that stuff. I need some of that stuff. <laughs> that's not an over-the-counter medication. I'm sorry. Uh, but you can just come ask. She's like, I'm not going to give that to yeah. you. <laughs> uh, I have to call the police now because you, yeah. you're a problem. <laughs> you're weird. Yeah, you're, you you don't belong here right now. That's a weird question <laughs> to ask me. I'm going to call the police. You are a danger. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been asked that before. Uh, so I'm going to call the cops now. <laughs> 
but there's a guy in the pharmacy who tells Chev to take nasal spray. He ah. says it has epinephrine in it, mm. and it'll get him tweaked. So Chev, he just starts doing nasal spray aggressively, yeah. aggressively doing nasal spray. Now, hey, I did do some nasal spray tonight, Dean. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I was a little True. stuffed up. Nice. Uh, I did some nasal spray, so at least I did that. Yeah, you are always recommending the nasal spray to me. You are like that guy in the pharmacy. <laughs> You're always just like, hey, hey, try the nasal spray. It's great, man. It's great stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're a little stuffed up? Hit that nasal spray. Hit that nasal spray, man. This is great. It's got some epinephrine in it. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm flying right now, dude. I'm right. flying. <laughs> I have so much energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in the hospital, Chev puts on a hospital gown uh, because he's trying to blend in, but he's walking around with a Desert Eagle handgun, which is like one of yeah. the biggest handguns you can get. It's so obvious. Him trying to conceal this <laughs> under his armpit yeah, under was his armpit. comical. It, it was... <laughs> A joke. It was ridiculous. It looks like a third arm. It's that big. Yeah. It's huge. Not fooling anyone, buddy. No, no, no. Uh, so he finds a guy with a medicine cart, Dean. He's looking for this epinephrine. And he does get a few needles full. And this cart also has an EKG machine. And he tells the nurse to juice him. So mm. the nurse does. And Chev gets blasted into the elevator. Now... Something I noticed here, um, while it was fun to watch him get blasted into the elevator with this EKG machine, uh, I thought it also really worked well as a way to get him uh, out of this situation that he was in because the police were in the hall on him. Yeah. They kind of had him yeah. pinned down. And they blasted him into the elevator, and then he was able to escape the scenario because of that. And that kind of had me thinking... The movie's full of these small moments of Chev getting these adrenaline boosts from like whatever he can, but they all made sense within the movie. Um, none of them seemed forced, for, like for shock value. They all just seem to happen really organically as Chev is just moving from scenario to scenario, and I just thought that really helped like the flow of the movie um, yeah. just continue just to work. And like, you know, it made it a, a little bit more believable. You know, it's not it's not a very believable movie, but in the context of the movie, it just helped everything feel believable. That's a really good point. It's really seamless getting from place to place, which is not like a really easy thing to do in this type of movie, but it's so seamless. Uh, I didn't even really, really think about it. I didn't really think about how he was getting from place to place. And so when you like go back and break that down, it's like, yeah, that's really tough. That's really tough to write those situations and to come up with how to get him moving. That's kind of, you know, believable and fun. So that is, that is a big success of the movie is uh, getting from place to place without us even really thinking that it's, it's weird or anything, you know, it just, it just kind of works. Yeah. Any, any sort of like weird moment is going to take us out of it. We're going to think, well, yeah, that doesn't yeah. really make sense. That doesn't work. And then you're kind of like, well, uh, I, don't, I don't know if this movie's really working so well, but yeah, that, that didn't happen. So. No, yeah, that it, it it's it's like that subtle thing. Like it's it's something that it probably took a lot of work. Yeah, but kind of goes unnoticed, right? It's one yeah, of those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they probably spent yeah. a ton of time trying yeah. to refine that script so that there were no holes yeah. like that. Yeah, and yeah, 
So shout out to just that. so we wouldn't notice. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to something that we wouldn't notice, but um, they deserve a, a bit of respect for. Yeah. So Chav is going to take this uh, epinephrine. Well, he does take the epinephrine. Doctor Yoakum told him only to take a fifth of the syringe. Chev takes the whole thing and then of says, course. how much was I supposed to take? And then <laughs> this is great. Uh, we see him kind of like trying to figure out if it's working at all. Right. And then it looks like the elevator goes from like floor 10 to floor one in one second. Yeah. The doors open and he's off. Like it's the hundred meter dash in the Olympics. He's out that door that fast. And He's going. he just goes for a run as fast yep. as he can for a really long time. There's a wicked punk track cranking, um, you know, while he's running. He's running over top of cars. Uh, great run. He's still in the <laughs> hospital gown. Now, Dean, this is probably the run we're both thinking of. This is the run. Break it down for us here. Okay. Um, this is... Uh... You know, this might be, this is definitely top 20 run for me, might be top 10 run. It's so, it's, it's that good. Um, first, first of all, uh, Chev is not, Chev is not a guy to take a fifth of anything. You know, he's taking the whole thing. <laughs> so, yeah. um, to, to tell him to take a fifth of something, you got to know that that's not going to work. Uh, okay. So the, 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 what makes the running scene so good is that he's kind of uncontrollably running. Like he doesn't even want to do it it's just he took so much <laughs> adrenaline that he's just doing it it's just what his body's doing so it makes it funny and he is a great runner so his running looks like incredible he looks like he's going so fast like amazing strides pumping the arms he's in a hospital gown with no underwear like he didn't need to take his underwear off when he got into that hospital <laughs> gown but he did to play the part to play the part of being in the hospital gown like he did That's that himself point. he changed into that he took his underwear off so he's got no underwear on um so also really fun when he's jumping over stuff you kind of get a shot of his ass it's really fun yeah um it's yeah i i think i, I think it's also like uniquely shot to try to create that chaos you know sometimes you're kind of watching him from a little bit more of a far like behind a crowd sometimes you're right up in his face there's one part where i think he's filling himself with like a, a camera as he's running and then mm. he kind of passes it off to somebody else right. as he keeps going and yep. he keeps filling him it's that. really cool it would have been tough because he would have he's still running at that extreme pace but he's like doing the filming himself and then he's passing it off he should get a director's credit um, he passed a, the baton. cinematography it's the four yeah. by 100 yeah, Exactly. Yeah. He passed the baton, but he kept on going yeah, because he, he kept couldn't going stop. Faster he kept than the going. other guy. <laughs> he beat him to the line. He beat everybody. I just love I love the speed of it. I love the intensity of it. I love the the power he has while he's running. It's so good. Um yeah, it is the the movie just like takes off here. This is the best scene in the movie for me. I mean, because I love running. It is uh, it was a pleasant surprise. I was really, really into the run. It was fucking great, Dean. That was a great breakdown. Thank you. Yeah. Now, Chev stops running. I, I don't know how. I don't know how he stopped running, but he did. And he decides now to steal the motorcycle from a motorcycle officer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is great. Really, really like this scene. Uh, they have the song Everybody's Talking by Harry Nilsson playing. One of my favorite tracks. Just nice. a beautiful yeah. song. This is the calm moment against the chaos, Dean, that I always love seeing in movies. Yeah. Um, Chev, <laughs> he's riding this motorcycle, 
but he's starting to fade, right? So he needs that adrenaline boost. So he stands up on the motorcycle. He's no longer controlling it. He's just standing on top of it. Yeah. And again, we see his bare ass here. It's great. Yep. It's just a great moment. Why did he do this? <laughs> the bike is wobbling from side to side. Yeah. And he, he fucking flies off the bike into a cafe patio. Yeah, great moment. Oh my goodness. I just great it's a great scene. It's so great. I love it because you're like, that is extremely dangerous. Extremely Why is he doing dangerous. that? Like, how has he not fallen yet? And then he hits something and he goes flying and you're like, oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. He's lucky he landed on a table. Otherwise, He's very lucky. He should be dead. He, he, should he could be dead. be dead. He could be dead. He should yeah. be dead. Now, Chev finally gets a call back from his girlfriend, Eve. I love Eve in this movie. Um, yeah. I guess, like, I, I love Statham a lot. He's in it a lot. Eve is in it a little bit. But she just about surpasses him as my favorite character because of how much I like her character in this movie. Um, there, Tim, she's there's just, a point in this. Oh, go ahead. I'll just say that she's played just so well by Amy Smart. Yeah. There's a point in this movie. So she comes She comes in the movie. Um, we'll get to it. So I'll say other things that are happening. But there's a point in this movie where I just, like, I paused and I was like, I got to look up on IMDb other movies that Amy Smart is in. I did because like thing. I feel like I was like I feel like I haven't seen her enough and she is great right now. Um and I love I love her in this movie. So, uh I I was like I need to see something else that she's done and I need to watch some of those movies. Yeah, unfortunately she's in a bunch of movies, but they're mostly like movies I haven't really heard much about. They're I yeah. don't want to call them B movies, but they're like maybe no. maybe B movies, like maybe yeah. stuff that, you know, I wouldn't normally watch. So, I definitely want to see more from her. I definitely have seen yeah. her in other stuff. She's so yeah. great. She's so she good. great yeah. in this movie. Man. Yeah. yeah. I said like the running scene is like my favorite scene, but there's a part, a really subtle part later. That's probably my favorite part of the movie and it has to do with her. Yeah. So I'll let you know when we get there. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, her character, Eve, is she's just like this really chill low-key character very just calm and relaxed doesn't you know doesn't take things too seriously she, you know she likes to smoke weed to relax and calm down and i just think that's a great contrast in this movie to the character that we're getting out of statham you know in this moment right like i don't think statham's character in the movie is always like this i think he's probably a pretty chill guy himself but in this movie, he's so wild, he's so erratic, he's going so fast, and it's such a contradiction to her character that I, I yeah. loved when the two got together and those those that that chill and that aggression kind of like you know had to had to blend together in the same scenario. I thought it was a really fun fun stuff to watch. Yeah. So Chev shows up at Eve's place. Uh, he's trying to protect her from Verona because uh, his goons have been sent there to get her. And while she's getting dressed, Dean, he is starting to fade again. So he puts Ooh. his hand in the waffle iron. Yeah. This is this is one thing in the movie that I'm not doing if I'm in his shoes. I'm just not yeah. putting... I'm not melting my hand in a waffle iron. He also just like... Okay, so waffle irons obviously have the bottom and the top part that both get hot. And 
he puts his hand in it and closes it and holds it there. Like, I feel like I could just put my hand on top of it and that would be good enough. You know, just like burn my hand a little bit. He puts it in, he (laughs) squishes it with the top and he just holds it there and holds it there. This is not, yeah, I was saying, Tim, I'm not doing this. I am not doing this. He's going hard. Yeah. (laughs) He's going hard. I mean, his life depends on it. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it, but I don't know. I just don't think I'm going to do that. I don't like getting burned. Getting burned sucks. Getting burned sucks. Does she not have achy, breaky heart on on CD? (laughs) (laughs) Can we not throw that back on to get going? She must. Who doesn't? She must have it. Everybody has that on on CD. Uh, Eve thinks Chev is a video game programmer. Right. I like this. She doesn't know he's a hitman. Yeah. So when Verona's goons show up, Chev has to kill them without her seeing, which I thought added for, you know, a little bit of fun to the movie because he's like, he's doing things to misdirect her. He's like knocking her purse out of her hand. So she has to, you know, pick all her stuff up. And then he's going and killing goons. He's like running to the front, the front apartment buzzer, you know, hitting, killing guys there who are hitting the buzzer trying to get in. So I thought that was a fun scene. It's fun. Yeah, it, it is fun. I think they play a little bit too much on making her stupid in it, but like it is it is still like I like the idea of it, like the concept of like hit her like having to do something while he goes and runs and, you know, he d- does something else. So like turning the waffle iron off, I like that part, you know, where she goes in to turn the waffle iron off and then he runs and does something and runs and comes back. But like the spilling of her purse was just kind of like supposed to make her out as kind of dumb, which I didn't love that part, but yeah, like I said, I like the whole idea of it. Okay, I never took it like that because her character is very, like, low-key, relaxed. I took it more like that, like, oh, oh man, my, my purse got knocked out. Now I got to pick this up. Well, just right, go. okay, like, Because yeah. she was picking stuff up, and she paused because she found her lip gloss, and she just took time to put her lip gloss on while things were yeah. being picked up. So I think she was just like – I took her as just like this relaxed, chill character. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, I yeah, never once just thought like, she was stupid. Yeah, she was just like smoking weed to chill out. So yeah, maybe she's just she, chill right now. Yeah, no, she it's likes, true. It's she true. she likes the weed. She likes to you know rel- relax yeah. that way. She's chill. Yeah. So her and Chev go for a coffee. <laughs> Chev's pounding the na- the nasal spray. He's, he's like, going hitting it hard. He is not following the rules on the bottle. He's just shooting yeah. it into his nose, and he comes clean with Eve, and he tells her he's a hitman. And yeah. that he's and this, al- he's also dying. Yeah, and this is the Eve part that I love. This is the Amy Smart part. Oh I my love. goodness, She's got the, the hiccups. hiccups. This was the best. Again, it's the best. How do you act this? It's so this good. Is incredible it's incredible acting. Favorite. It looks real. Yeah, she must yeah. have had the hiccups. She must have had the. It's my favorite part in the movie. It might be mine too. Just having. It, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm gonna. I'm with yeah. you. I'm just gonna go out and say this is my favorite part of the movie. She's so yes. great. She's so great. This is the part where I'm like, I pause and I go on IMDb because I'm like. This is incredible. Like I am she like like I'm so um you know I'm so into her character in that moment. You know, I'm just like who is this? You know, like what this girl's so cute. Like what's <laughs> yeah. going on here? She's you know, adorable. like who you you've drawn me in. You won me over. You know, you totally won me over just having the hiccups. All right, I'm in. I'm, I, I what else are you in? <laughs> you know, that was yeah, she was just great. Yeah. So Chev also tells the story of the Don Kim hit. But he tells her he had a change of heart and he didn't actually kill Don Kim. He let Don Kim go. Cool twist. A great, a great aspect of the movie. Yeah. Because yeah. seeing Chev decide to not kill Don Kim 
now turns him into a more sympathetic character because he was poisoned for something he didn't even do. For sure. So, yeah. Great, great. Yeah. Great twist. Yeah, the, the part of the movie that can win you over for him. You know, it's, yeah. it's the part I think that's supposed to get you on his side now because he did make this choice. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 my my problems with it when I said, like, I don't feel like there's anyone to root for. I think this is the movie, like, giving you that. Being like, no, you can root for him because he made this choice that at the beginning. So, like, you've mentioned that a couple times. You're looking for someone to root for. I don't know if the yeah. movie was going for that. I wonder. No, I know. And now let me know. If, let me know what you think about this. But I wonder if it was more about will he live or will he die at the end, um, yeah. and maybe take that journey because that's I I did find myself rooting for him, but I also sort of felt like the movie was playing with both sides. That yes, he's going to die, and yes, he's going to live. So that was sort of the path I was yep. taking down. That was the journey I was following with the movie. Was what was going to happen at the end. Um, did you get any vibes like that? Like, were you thinking throughout the movie, is he going to live or die? Or did that not really cross your mind? No, that didn't. I just assumed he'd live. So that's interesting. That's an interesting thing for you to bring up that like, we're just supposed to think like, you know, as an outside viewer, will he live or will he die? That, that is, that, that, that is the way to watch it. Like I said, like I, I get the appeal to the movie and I get that it's done well. It's not even that it's not done well. It just like, didn't, I didn't, get it you know like and i think it's because for some reason i was looking to connect you know like and i and i can connect with scumbums like that's not a problem like I, i'll watch i'll watch movies with where the lead is like a bad dude and i can yeah. connect with that i can still find you know i can still find it in it it's just there was something about him that i wasn't really getting you know so i was i was never really i was fine watching what he was doing but i was never really just like on board with him you know i was never really on his side well, I mean, you, you basically get zero background from any character in this movie, except yeah. for Chev. And the only thing you get from him is that he let a guy live, but he's a hitman anyways. So yeah, they do make it hard in that way to like root for someone because yeah. you don't know anything about anybody. The movie just kind of like starts, everything starts moving really fast. Uh, the narration is that this guy... This guy, Chev, got poisoned, so maybe he's the guy you should be rooting for, but we don't know any of the circumstances behind anything else. So it is hard to, you know, cheer for someone in this movie other than just cheering for Chev because you know it's a Jason yeah. Statham movie and that he should be the hero. So I do yeah, hear I feel that. Like, yeah, I feel like there's like no redeeming quality to him. You know, there's not like, and the more and more he's like, an asshole to just like pedestrians the more he loses me you know the more that he just does whatever he can to get him to keep himself alive but he's like putting someone else in danger or someone else in trouble then i'm like okay he's losing me and losing me more yeah i think eve is his redeeming character characteristic in the movie yeah i think that's what yeah like, that's that's what it is um while yeah. it, while it's yeah. minor that that's what it is so chev tells eve he's gonna quit the business for her and by saying that, she thinks he's breaking up with her and she runs out. And Chev's heart starts to slow down. He needs a boost, Dean. So it's sexy time on the street with Eve. In the middle of Chinatown, there are hundreds of people gathered around watching them have sex in the street. As Chev is screaming that he's alive, he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> the I'm alive screaming is pretty funny. <laughs> Kalo 
calls to tell Chev that he knows where Verona is. This is the the, oh, yeah. the one job that Chev told Kalo to do is find Verona. Yeah, for sure. But this was a setup. It was Chev's own guys that made Kalo do it, and then they kill him. Right, yeah. I, sure. This I didn't like. I didn't like the killing of Kalo. Yeah. I didn't think the movie needed to do that. It, it felt True. very out of character for Kalo's character. He, he didn't seem like the type of character that would kind of get done this way. So I yeah. actually would have preferred that he didn't get killed in this movie. It doesn't do anything. No, because you don't need something to piss off Chev more. Right. You don't need anything like that. So this is not going to make him more angry. He's already the max angry. <laughs> He's like right. going to die, right? So you don't need this extra step. Yeah, so it, it's not needed. I think this was a miss. I think maybe yeah. maybe this read differently in the script, but when they filmed it, this didn't work as like what I think they were trying to do with it. For sure. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't have that hard hitting like I think they're trying to go for because he doesn't need it. You know, he's already pissed off. Yeah. So Chev shows up with, uh, you know, his gang, his gang are there and they tell him it would have been best if he just died. Then Eve shows up. She's trying to figure out if he's telling the truth or not. And then we get this really good, like high action gunfight scene that's then followed yeah. by a car chase sequence. Like this is a very yeah, this good. is probably the main action sequence in the movie and it was really well done. Uh, yeah, I good was point. never bored with it. It was just it it all happened very fast even though it was like a lengthy scene. They're always moving, they're moving from inside the building to outside the building, down like the fire escape um stairs into a yeah. car, then like a car chase. It was, I I thought it was really well done. Yeah, good stuff for sure. The the firefight like the the, the gunfight um that gets us to that car chase is good and and we haven't really had we've had like chases and stuff like that and like hand-to-hand combat but never really like just a shootout like that hasn't really happened just a shootout in the movie so this is the shootout moment i mean there, there you know there's more there's another shootout moment coming up but uh, this is like the first sort of big shootout moment and i think you're right this is like the the big action part in the middle of the movie and uh, it's successful it, it's good it keeps you it keeps you going and gives you sort of that uh gives you that push to get to the end mm-hmm and it happens in like this warehouse where there's like a yeah. a sweatshop going on, yeah, which was like yeah, really right. weird. But yeah, you completely didn't need to have that sweatshop there, but it added to the the um, intensity of the scene. Yeah, you know, like th- that could have just been an abandoned building, but the fact that there were you know maybe fifty or sixty workers or something there, just it. it raised it up a level for me made it just a little bit more interesting and a little bit more intense yeah and especially because like you're 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 a gunfight movie but you're also a martial arts movie because you have jason statham and he's like you know he's he's a good martial artist um and so you get to use props like the sewing machine like the sewing machine thing where someone's like hand gets stuck in there and then like gets you know punctured multiple times very cool it reminds me of like jackie chan stuff where he's using the environment for his fight so i always love that i always love when you are in some weird environment for some reason but then the martial artist uses that yeah so i i I like that a lot. Cool. So Chev finally makes it in person to Dr. Yoakum, who this entire movie has been flying back from another city. Yeah, right. And he says that Chev should be in a medical journal for still being alive. 
<laughs> cool. <laughs> and the doc wants to load him up with something so Chev can go out in a nice dream. I thought that was cool. He just wants to like, yeah, for sure, dude. You're you're gonna die. You're dead. Just let me put you out. You know, make it a happy ending. But Chev says no. He says he wants one more hour instead. So yeah, I mean the doctor. The doctor basically is telling him that like you are dead. The only reason you're alive is because you have to keep doing this adrenaline thing. So you're not gonna live your life keep like continuously doing this adrenaline thing. It's worked for this day today. But like you're going to die as soon as you stop. So. Maybe let's just stop peacefully. <laughs> right. So the doc wants to respect his one hour wish and he yeah. hooks him up to an insulin pump that's pumping adrenaline into him. Great. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Now we haven't talked about it at all, but before we get through this entire movie, I did want to call out to the use of the news in this movie. Because the entire day's events, like everything wild that happens with Chev, is being broadcast consistently on the news. And we keep seeing it. I thought that helped make this movie feel a bit more realistic. Uh, again, it's a movie that's not very re realistic at all. But any little way you can help it feel a little bit more realistic, I think, is an improvement for the movie. So this helped it feel a bit more real. Like, this would be the real world where, like, wild events like this are taking place. The news would be broadcasting it everywhere. And in this movie, they were doing that. Yeah, I think, like, getting people's reactions being like, look at this wild thing that just happened. That helps. That helps you be like, okay, I also thought that that was kind of that was kind of crazy that that happened. So that everyone else in this world also thinks that, yeah, it grounds it a bit, that it could actually be happening. Yeah. They even had like a scene where <laughs> Chev shows up to the news as right. people are watching it. They're like, look out for this guy. And yeah. and he's there in his gown yeah, watching as well. <laughs> and like the yeah. guy beside him turns over and looks at yeah. him. He's like, wait, you're that guy. That's you. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the, uh, the classic like showing the sketch of the person who's yeah. the, the outlaw and then people like looking at you because the sketch matches big fan of that yeah have you ever seen the meme of this like news reporter who was like reporting about a murderer and the sketch looked just like him oh no i haven't seen that it's hilarious i don't know if it's I real or not but that. the sketch looks exactly like him that sounds excellent. That sounds so I could, good. I could send it to you. I don't know if it's real or not, but... It sounds great. <laughs> I'll share it with you. So Chev calls Verona and wants to meet up to trade his brother's very important necklace for an antidote. Now, he knows there is no antidote, but that's what he tells Eve to make her feel better, and then he leaves. So Chev has one last play here. He goes to meet Verona, but his boss Carlito is there with Verona. Hmm. They, they've become buddies, Dean. They're buds. Bad news. Bad news. Looks like maybe there's a, a big setup going on with Chad. Like yeah. <laughs> Nobody none of his guys are on his side anymore. No everyone's no. against him. He's all alone. Carlito pulls out more of the poison to give to Chev. I guess one needle wasn't enough. 
Maybe More. maybe two maybe two will do the do the trick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point, I'm thinking like, why don't they just shoot him? Like, <laughs> why do you continue on with this poison stuff? He's right there in front of you. You want him dead? Just kill him. Shoot him. Especially at this point, I think they did a fair job of explaining it away earlier why they didn't just shoot him in his bed. Why they gave him this stuff in the first place? Yeah, definitely. And it's because like. It's shooting him's too easy. They wanted him to suffer. They wanted the pain. I get it. I get that. You know, bad guys can be dramatic. But at this yeah. point, shoot kill him. him. Just shoot, shoot him. him at this point. Shoot him. He's lived, Problem he's lived the whole solved. day and killed a ton of your guys. Yeah. End him. Problem solved. Yeah. Well, Chev pulls out his finger and he makes it look like a gun. And he starts fake shooting people. Right. Uh, and... One guy he points at and does a fake shoot, and the guy gets hit by a bullet and dies. Yes. I remember seeing this the first time <laughs> and having my mind blown. I, I had yeah. no idea what was going on. The ideas that were racing through my head, trying to explain what had just happened, yeah, went everywhere. <laughs> right. They right. went to yeah. like, he has magical powers. You know, right, yeah. he shot him with the other hand and it was below the camera. You couldn't see it. He had some sort of chest gun. You yeah. know, all these things were racing through my head and you only have like a couple seconds before they show you what happened. But I remember just being dumbfounded by that moment. Yeah. It was shot you know what really gets, well. Yeah. And what gets you there is the performances of everybody uh, that he has like <laughs> his, yeah. his finger guns on. That's true. Because like. It's so weird that he pulls out finger guns yeah. and that's exactly how they're reacting. They're like, they're like, oh, you're so stupid, but they're also kind of scared. Yeah. Because like, what kind of guy just points a finger gun at you? You know, they're, they're like a little bit uneasy. They're a little bit scared of what's happening and what's going on. So I really like that. I like their performance. It got me to the point where when there was that hole in that guy's head, I was like, yeah, did he do that somehow? <laughs> like, yeah. What happened? Yeah, it was really neat. So what, yeah. I, what happened was that Don Kim... And his guys are there on the roof shooting up Carlito's gang, you know, for revenge of Carlito sending this hit. But they're, Jeff they're does on, have they're on Chev's side because he didn't yeah. kill Don Kim. Yeah. We thought he was all alone, but we forgot he let someone live at the beginning. So that guy's now his ally. Right. Yeah. Good, good, good stuff. Very funny moment where someone throws a grenade at Carlito. Carlito pushes his own guy on top of it and jumps on top of him. <laughs> and his guy says, thanks, boss. Yeah. Like he's being he saved from the grenade or yeah, saved he, from a bullet. Because Carlito's like, uh, grenade. He yells grenade or something like that. So then he, the guy on the bottom thinks that he's blocking him from the grenade. He thinks he's saving him from the grenade, but he's he's putting him he's on top him. of the grenade. He's using him as body armor. I just, it just it's so, <laughs> such great humor where he's yeah. lying on top of him. The guy's just like, thanks, boss. And then thanks, boss. <laughs> so good. So funny. Some, yeah, you're right. Sometimes, great timing. Sometimes it just hits. Yeah. Sometimes the timing just hits. That is one of the one of the best. Thanks, thanks, boss. Yeah. So we get a final scene here where Carlito heads to the roof to get into his chopper. Chev follows. He's about to kill Carlito, but Verona comes up from behind and hits Chev with another dose of the poison. And then Verona shoots Carlito. And that poison seemed to give Chev another boost of energy. So he jumps onto the chopper as it's lifting off. He's fighting with Verona, 
trying to climb in. Verona's fighting him off. Chev's not going to make it in. So he grabs Verona, pulls him out, and they both start falling to the ground. And Chev chokes Verona dead. Then we get this great shot of Chev falling to the ground. The camera is like pointing towards his face. And we can see the city in the background as he's falling, getting closer and closer. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a great moment here where Chev calls Eve on his way to the ground because Eve never picks up. Yeah. She, she hasn't picked up once in this movie. She called him back one time, but she never picks up. Right. He calls no. her again. He's falling to his death. And of course, she doesn't pick up. She doesn't pick up. He gets her machine. I thought it was great. Uh, yeah. The song Miracles by Jefferson Starship is is playing now. Nice. Another great choice. Amazing. Yeah. Chev leaves Eve a message apologizing for letting her down again. He says she's the greatest. He opens his arms wide, accepting his fate. He smashes into a car. He bounces off onto the ground. We get a close-up on his face on the pavement. He looks dead. But we hear his heartbeat, his eye blink, and the end. I don't know how he survived that. <laughs> I don't know how, Tim. I don't know how you fall from the sky. <laughs> and from the sky. Hit the ground and survive. He fell so far from the sky, he had time to think about making a phone call, <laughs> make a phone call, talk on that he phone killed call, a guy. leaving it. He killed a guy on the way down. He killed a guy on the way down, then made a phone call then left a message, then hit a car and bounced onto the pavement and he's still alive. <laughs> All right. It's ridiculous. Let's just be honest with everybody here. You can't survive that. No, you cannot. That's not possible. It doesn't matter what you hit. Even if you hit a pile of pillows, you'll die. <laughs> it doesn't matter There's what. There's so much speed. There's yeah. so much acceleration that just happened. At that speed, anything you land on feels like concrete. Yes, so you will die. <laughs> you're dead. But yeah. luckily, Dean, luckily for Chev, this is just a movie. It, yes, luckily for Chev, it's just a movie and he can come back in uh, number two cranked up. Yeah, cranked up. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even at the end of this, though, I didn't know if he was alive or dead. I felt like yeah. that kind of even left it open ended. It could have been his last heartbeat and his last eye blink. So I, I think yeah. that they left it nicely open. Obviously, now we know that there's part two cranked up. So he did survive. But I thought yeah. I thought that was a perfect single movie. I don't need cranked up. I don't I don't I don't need that movie. I like crank yeah. as a, just a standalone film. Leave it alone. Leave it open ended. Let us think what we want to think at the end. I think that's more, you know, more intriguing than, you know, keep it having him live and survive and then having the second movie yeah honestly i'm like I, I i'm saying he's alive at the end because i know there's another one i know there's cranked up but if i was just watching this movie and didn't know there was anything else out there i probably would have said he's dead i probably would have said like just because of what happened i, I think so i would too. have said yeah he blinked and yeah you heard a heartbeat but i think he's dead like i think that that's just the end of the movie that's how i took it the first time i was yeah. like that's really yeah like a really beautiful ending, like to have his heartbeat one more time and to have him. Right. Blink. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. think he was alive. I thought he was no. dead. Yeah. But I, I like that ending. So yeah. I like the movie. I think it's a lot of fun. 
Dean, I'm glad that you love the movie now. Uh, you're, you've changed your <laughs> yeah. mind. You're a big exactly, fan. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. great. That was a great thing that I was able to change your mind. Yeah, for sure. Tim, I'll tell you what, I had a hell of a time talking about it because there's a lot of things that I think the movie does successfully. It's just one of those that I don't really think I'll ever throw on again. Um, it, like there's a lot of, you know, it's an action movie and it's like a, a cranked up action movie. You know, it's like it, it's cranking. Its name is Crank and it's taking all the action tropes and it's cranking them all up. So you get like a lot of, um, you know, sexist, racist, homophobic comments that are in action movies and they're cranked up in this movie. And I just think without a character for me to be like, but that character doesn't do those things. Then I just get this weird vibe over me where I'm like, oh, but like if every single character does these things in this movie, is this what the movie thinks about the world? And I, I don't think that's the case, but I just like, I think that was my problem while I was watching it. I was like, I need someone who I can latch onto and just be like, okay, everyone else is a bad person, but this is the good person. And I didn't have that. So that that's why it's just like, not quite my vibe, but like, I totally get it. Like, because we've been talking for, you know, over an hour now about all the good things in the movie, all the things where the movie completely succeeds. So yeah, I, I totally get that this is a movie that people will love. I hear ya. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like you needed Eve to be in the movie more and to be able to latch on to her a, a little bit, you know, more um, with maybe her being at yes. risk and having more of a, a story. Tim, more Eve and less of her buying into him, less of her buying into Chev when she finds out he's a killer because she kind of buys in right away. And that sort of then separates me from Eve because I don't, I don't like, I think Chev's a bad guy. So as soon as she buys in with it, then I kind of separate myself from her as well. So a little bit more of her and maybe a little bit less of her just being on board with it. Right. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, great episode. A lot yeah. of fun. A lot of fun uh, watching that one. I don't think I'll watch it again either. I think, you know, I did return to it for the podcast here, but if that wasn't the case, I don't know if I would have watched it again just because yeah. I've seen it so many times in the past. Not really something I would maybe think to return to, but uh, I did have a lot of fun, you know, revisiting it this time. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right, then. Everyone listening, if you are looking for a way to support Talking Back, there's a few ways you can do that. You can start by telling your friends about us, or you can leave a review and rating on your favorite podcast app. You can also send us a one-time donation of any amount at buymeacoffee.com slash talking back, or you can sign up to be a patron and gain access to exclusive episodes over at patreon.com slash talking back podcast. And now that this episode is over, don't worry, head on over to bfopnetwork.com and check out one of the other amazing nostalgia-based podcasts in our network. We promise you'll find something you like. Dean, thank you for joining. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. everybody i'm Corey, and i'm zach and we're the hosts of podcasting after dark a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s often found on hbo and cinemax you know the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid you can find us every other week on apple podcasts spotify podbean and stitcher 
This is what you want. This is what you get.